sleepy morning, you baseball fans with coffee in your hands. I'm Bernie. I'm the and, rhymer of the crew. And I am Ryan, and we are happy to be here. Sorry for the delay. Life catches up with you. We've been moving. I'm in a new place with no office, so if there's a bunch of outside noise, well, that's what it's going to be like for a while, that's unfortunately. You know, our, our listeners, Ryan, they've dealt with so much. You know, they've, they've dealt with the beginning of the podcast when your audio was coming from MacBook speakers. Uh, oh, yep, yep. They've dealt with, you know, God knows they've, they've heard my fair share of, of cereal chewing. Oh, yep. Couldn't uh, forget one, cereal gate. The one, the one, the cereal gate. The one piece of feedback I refuse to let go, no matter mm-hmm. how many weeks it's been or how mild of a comment it probably was. Uh, you know. They're gonna deal with this too because you know we we've got the most resilient listeners. Uh, we do actually. We've got a we've got a small but dedicated fan base. So very dedicated. We wanted to make sure we got a uh, pod in this week. It's gonna be a little uh, faster than normal, but I mean we had the trade deadline, and unlike previous years, um, I don't even know what year they implemented this. Was it last year or the year before? Where basically. They used to have the the trade deadline, and then they had the non what was the non waiver trade deadline. Right, 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 right. So you could you could do a trade, and then like three or four weeks later, you could still do trades, but they had to clear waivers first, which yes. fr- frankly was like patently ridiculous because it was like everybody was clear. Like Justin Verlander was clearing waivers. You know, it was things like that where it was just like, all right, guys, what are we what are we doing here? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I I appreciate this uh, one trade deadline. I feel like more action happens because people aren't like, well, you know, we can wait and see. It's like everybody has to kind of decide, are we we going for it or not? Right. um, Makes way more sense. Good on you, baseball. They've been trying. We've talked about this. They're trying all these new things. And you got to give it to them. Some of the new things. Well, you would get teams that would like hang on because they're like, well, maybe we'll come back. Maybe. So they'd hold on to their their good players and then they want to come back. And then you got to go through the whole August. Yeah, like like secondary giving up moment. Speaking of let's let's actually before we dive into the actual trades, let's talk about the team that continues to just defy expectations in the world of making the dumbest moves or or non-moves of any team in baseball. There's only one team you could be talking about. The, the Colorado Rockies. Your, your Colorado Rockies, right. So you have uh, uh, Trevor Story, who's on an expiring contract. You have John Gray, who uh, rumor has it wants to sign a long-term deal with the Rockies, which... I don't know. I don't buy that. <laughs> I feel like are you just underachieving in life? Uh, you have uh, who was the other starter, Bernie, that you really like of theirs? Starting pitcher. I mean, Herman yeah. Marquez. I don't yes. think he was ever up for up for trade in any capacity, but he's he's phenomenal. And then the, they also had a reliever uh, that a lot of people were interested in. Yeah, Daniel Bard. Yep, there we are. And um, not to mention, a lot of people are talking about. Um, uh, CJ Crone as well, their first baseman. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have uh, all these players on a team that is 22 games back 
Yeah, they're not in their division. Out. Second to last place. Uh, they really have nothing exciting going for them. Uh, they recently fired some of their uh, executives because they don't know what they're doing. And what did they do at the trade deadline? You know, pick up prospects, get rid of story, let story go to a team. So he has a chance to, to do something in his career or you do nothing. Yeah, the, the argument that they made was that um, they think that they're going to try and, you know, they're going to they're going to try and tender him, right? They're going to give him the, the qualifying offer and uh, they're assuming he's going to reject it and then they'll get the draft pick compensation. And their argument is that they believe the draft pick compensation is going to be better than any kind of trade return, which like, I mean, honestly, like, I don't think that's the craziest thing. I think it's weird that teams like basically never feel that way you know like it's definitely bird in the hand is worth so, two in the bush with for story they probably could have gotten i would imagine at least two to four prospects right? uh, yeah yeah or they get a compensatory draft pick that's what what round is it going to land it's not going to land 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 that probably early the is it going to be the first i never know how these things work but i feel like if you're a good player it's like you get like an end of the first round pick i think but i'm like don't quote me on that all right well good on you rockies you're gonna stay at the back of the division for quite some time they're just not interested in like aggressively competing i almost i I almost consider them like the anti-yankees which i guess we could even kind of sort of roll this into yankees discussion of like Every couple of years, the Yankees are like, we're fucking in this thing. Like, I don't care what the records say. Like, we're making a move, right? And, you know, they have the money to, to do that. But it's also kind of like the Rockies are always, always just kind of building up the farm system. And they're always just kind of like, yeah, you know, we, we, we might not be in this thing. Let's, uh, let's keep building the farm. Uh, so it's kind of, uh, I mean, which doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of all the fuck up moves the Rockies make. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, they're just like the, the, the story one you could almost make an argument for Daniel Bard needed to be traded. Uh, CJ Crone. I don't know what kind of return they could have even gotten, but I've, I've heard other people talk about how they should have traded him. So they're definitely like the very funny losers of the trade deadline. I've, I've also heard, people kind of shit on the Cardinals for not really doing anything during the trade deadline. Especially oh, yeah, they didn't like do a thing. So and they're desperate for they're offense. They're not that far out of it either. They're not far out. They arguably, if they can get healthy, no, they don't even have that good of a pitching staff. It's just a really weak division. Mm-hmm. And they happen to have two really incredible offensive players and seven other guys out there who cannot swing a bat. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't they didn't do anything. Uh, and then you have teams. Speaking of the Yankees, Yankees are. Let's see how far. I think they were seven seven games back. From the division, though, or from from the wild card. Oh, I guess that's true. I was only looking at. Uh, let's see. They are only five and a half games back, and then wild card. They are a game and a half back. I uh, think. The Yankees are looking at their rotation and they're going, okay, if Severino can get healthy because he's about to come back in the next like maybe two weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, and if he can pitch at at all like the ace that he was before, 
Garrett Cole, you know, is an ace. I'm, I think they're thinking to themselves, that's a one-two punch right there. Yeah, they also acquired uh, what Andrew Heaney uh, from the Angels. Yeah, kind of a weak sauce move in my opinion, but you know, uh, good on him for trying, yeah. I guess. And then they also grabbed uh, what Joey Gallo from the Rangers. They got Joey Gallo, which I, I've actually heard a lot of people really shitting on that move, and I think it's very funny, and I kind of agree with people's issues with that move. What's the issue? So, Let's talk about it. Uh, so basically, he is a good defender. Uh, so you'll give him that over the current outfielders. But the, the, the Yankees' current outfield is literally just a bunch of Joey Gallows. It's dudes who hit the ever-loving shit out of the ball, pile up a lot of home runs, don't have a very high average, and like don't really run the bases or anything like that. It's kind of, you know, Stanton's the same way, Judge is the same way. It's just the same player over and over and over again. Now, the argument, and then and then kind of to, to pile onto that, the uh, what's, what kind of gets said is like, okay, Joey Gallo, normally when you go to Yankee Stadium and you're a lefty, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be great for your power, right? They're like, oh, mm-hmm, it's like a little mm-hmm. league field out there in right field, lefty power, blah, blah, blah. The thing everybody's saying is like that Joey Gallo has so much power. He's not actually projected to hit that many more home runs in Yankee Stadium because it's the guys who are who are barely clearing the fence. Those are the guys that, that really benefit the, from Yankee the Stadium. Big difference. That'll make the yeah. jump versus just staying where you've been. So great example of this is Glaber Torres of the Yankees. Like doesn't hit the ball hard at all. Had a season a couple of years ago where he hit like 35 home runs or something like that. He like he should be a name that nobody knows. Like he's a very very average to below average hitter, but he happens to hit in this little league field, so he gets a lot of barely home runs. He also loves to beat up on the Orioles and Camden Yards, which is a, a whole separate thing that we don't need to get into. All of which is just to say, uh, Joey Gallo is kind of the opposite of that. So a lot of people are kind of shitting on that move for those reasons. Um, I've, I've always liked Joey it. Gallo. He's a lefty bat, I guess. You kind of switch up the lefty-righty of it all. But it, it is it is kind of funny just given what the Yankees had. Like, they need base runners. They don't need more strikeout guys. Uh, and then the Yankees also picked up, which will, which will lead us into our next team. Yes. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. The Riz. The, the Riz. The original Rizzinator. Uh, who, who's doing really great. Uh since being picked up, um, yeah, probably needed a change. Uh, but that just brings us to the Cubs in the sense of the fire sale. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because like they got rid of so many like high impact players, and every team that got one of their guys is like so excited about it. Oh yeah, that it it really makes you look at the Cubs and go like, you traded away like basically a playoff team completely. <laughs> They got rid of, let's see, Kimbrel. They traded the craziest part is to their neighbors, uh, to the White Sox. Yeah. Um, then there was uh, uh, Baez went to the Mets. Bryant to went to the with, Giants. To play with his boy Lindor. Um, yeah. Uh, Bryant went to the Giants, and then um, uh, Rizzo went to the Yankees. Did right. I miss and anybody? That, no, you got it. I just like I like to include the fact that they also traded away you Darvish in the offseason. Oh yeah, which was so who, weird. Who was like he's like a top? I, I'm 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 bad at listing, but like let's call him a top seven pitcher this year. Yep. You know. Yep. Like he's very very good. And then you just like look at what the Cubs are doing. And you're like, oh, you guys like for sure had a playoff roster, especially in that really weak NL East. 
Oh, you forgot. Just traded away. Uh, the all-time Cub great, Jock Peterson, they traded away as well. And they traded away Jock. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I get it on some level, right? Like, it's it's what you do in baseball. You trade guys away. You get prospects, blah, blah, blah. It's, I guess it's, they're, they're just in full rebu- rebuild mode, basically. You know what? It's, it's, it really... It's like we already kind of knew the Cubs like era, this like this particular, you know, era of the Cubs. I mean, I wanted to call it a dynasty, but you really can't. It's nope. over. We we knew it's been over for a year at this point, maybe. Uh, but it's kind of sad to see it go. And it's kind of it's kind of baffling that they only won one championship. Yeah, it is kind of amazing that they only won one. They only they even they only got to one championship also, which is pretty surprising. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were I always mean, they, right there. But yeah, they only they only got into one and won one. Yeah. Granted, oh. the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but the Cubs were kind of the the team that, that could could run with them. And so I was always very surprised that they only got one ring. And it's kind of a it was a really fun era. I'm gonna be honest. A lot of great characters on that squad. A lot of a lot of really talented dudes. A lot of fun being had out on the field with the boys. Yep. It's too yep. bad. Um, all right. What uh? What else do we have here? Um, what else got traded. Well, we got to talk. I mean, we could talk about the Dodgers. Well, well, first let's talk about how the Padres traded for. Uh, we're close to trading for Max Scherzer. Oh wait. Somebody, Talk about the biggest head had... fake. Ken, uh, Ken, uh, oh, I'm going to say his name wrong, so I'm just going to pull it up before I say it wrong. Ken Rosenthal uh, had reported uh, Padres were close to acquiring Max Scherzer. Everybody uh, lost it, thought that meant trade is done. Um, then it went quiet for a, a while, which to me... If only one reporter's reporting it, somebody leaked that purposefully to up, uh, I think, up trade offers, basically. Like, hey, look, we're, we're close. We're close over here. Uh, which then the Dodgers came in, uh, apparently, and uh, left with Scherzer and Turner, um, which is unbelievable. And- it, it really is, and and as great as Scherzer is, and it's like the rarity of a really elite starting pitcher being acquirable is very impressive. I'm more impressed that they got Turner, who is absolutely having an MVP caliber season, uh, and he's like one of like six dudes in baseball that still steal bases, and uh, and he's got one more year of arbitration, so it's not a rental for 2021 i have a quick rant for this for this short episode i know i've been talking a bunch but i think it's i'm like very annoyed by how ml how dumb i think mlb gms are in this respect i think when an mlb gm has a chance at more than just a half season of a free agent they really give up the farm and i think it really rarely works out and I'm well, specifically referring to Jose Barrios to the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. And a couple of years ago, it was Jose Quintana to the Cubs. I think that 
I think that like GMs are trying to moneyball so hard that when they see that like extra year of control, they like give up so much fucking young talent and it just like it's like ignoring the lack of of skill just to get an extra year of control. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so interesting is so uh you know, there was rumors out there that uh, Ruiz of our, our top number one prospect uh, catcher. Um, you know, there's always kind of been a log jam because we have Will Smith uh, and he And Matt he Barnes is, is pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, Barnes is really good. Like uh, a lot of the pitchers like to throw to him. And, and then Will Smith is, you know, considered the future more so than Ruiz. So it's like you don't, you're not going to have Ruiz and Will Smith on the same roster, right? You're not going to have two star catchers. You're going to have a great catcher and then you're going to have your secondary catcher typically how they operate so there was always this log jam and he didn't have a place to be and uh, uh, Friedman had basically said I'm not going to trade him for a rental he's too valuable you know it's not going to happen um, not only did he trade him he traded Josiah Gray who was mm, just your boy just jumped into our rotation. He uh, was your boy for three whole days. <laughs> you know, um, and then two other uh, of our higher ranked prospects in the system. So that we, we traded four mm-hmm. uh, prospects to grab Scherzer and um, Turner, which if it was all for Scherzer, I think I would be bummed. It'd be a bad um, trade if it was just for Scherzer. But with Turner included, I'm like... Man, you know, what a, so, what a, right. With, with, like, like, it's funny, like, I had that whole rant because it just reminded me of it. Of, like, I, I just was like watching it, like, man, like, why do they, why do they always do this? This is so dumb. But, like, with that being said, like, Trey Turner is not, Trey Turner's a guy who's just like an all star caliber, like, MVP caliber player when he's healthy. So, it's no, very, and, and like, that was kind of to your point of what you were saying is, uh, right. You know, we were we've watched all these trades. To me, and I'm not just saying this because, obviously, a Dodgers stand here. But <laughs> coming out of that trade, I was like, "Damn, like that they that was a good trade." Yeah. On on both sides, I think I think the Nationals came away with, you know, solid people uh, to help rebuild right away. You've got a starting pitcher, you've got a starting catcher, and you've got two prospects in the system. Like they did well, and then I think the Dodgers did well versus. The rant you just gave, I believe just for him, they gave up four prospects for uh, Jose. I'm, I'm, Burrios, yeah. Thank you. Burrios, Burrios, yeah, yeah. I think it's Burrios, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, It's uh, It is, like, first of all, yeah, I agree with your first point, definitely. I think great trade for both the Dodgers and the Nats. The Nats just, like, outside of, like, basically two guys, just a desolate farm system, so... It wasn't happening, you know. Juan Soto's still like 22 years old, allegedly. Uh, so, so like they got time to rebuild. Um, and the Dodgers, like, hell of a haul, man. I mean, not even like a lot of times too. You'll get like, yeah, it's just like it's not even a rental of Turner, who I actually like. Let me put it this way: if you were to tell me, regardless of team need, uh, you can trade for Max Scherzer or you could trade for Trey Turner, I would. I would be like trade for Trey Turner. He's way better. He's got more yeah, years. I mean, he adds more to the table. He doesn't get hurt. Such a great, great uh, ad. You know what I mean? It's like. Yes. It's um, kinda, do you think this ad makes the Dodgers the World Series favorites? That's the real question. 
Um, I think it helped, and so it's it's really interesting. The Dodgers, uh, so they signed a reliever, uh, Duffy from the Royals, um, or not signed, traded for. Then they signed Cole Hamels. Yeah, uh, I, to a deal. I, I I don't know if that's gonna work. <laughs> and then I was just you know I was trying to look for the trade list, and they just signed Nick Tropiano. I don't even know who that is. I mean, uh, not not great, but a middle, uh, uh, you know, reliever, basically. Essentially, the Dodgers are just realizing that right now, bullpen is rough, and their starting pitcher, Kershaw, now supposedly is out till September. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing and so come back. Dodgers are just making every move. It's funny in the sense that at the beginning of the season – the joke was, how many pitchers uh, do the Dodgers need? You know, where are they going to put them all? And now the Dodgers can't get enough pitchers to save their life. And now, you they know, really, Bauer David, is definitely Pri- <laughs> done for the year. Bauer's done, no question. Uh, David Price. Yeah, Price is good for. It's a good middle reliever, long middle reliever. Like, he can be good for a few innings. He can be solid for a few innings, whether it's It's a starter for three innings or middle three innings. But you don't really want to give him more than that. Which is, Um, yeah, it happens. You know, Um, and then, you know, uh, let's see. Outside of that, it's like um, Bueller's been great, of course. Um, We just don't give him any run support. We 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 always joke on this podcast about how like Walker Bueller is like the con- he's like the uh, what do we, we call them like the Madison Bumgarner of the Dodgers like mm-hmm. railed against his like inability to to like consistently pitch well in the regular season and he's got like a two point like oh, yeah. one five ERA he's like consistently their best pitcher it's like it's just like God spiting us for for putting our opinion out there always always which I'm okay with um, and for, then as a Dodgers uh, fan you're, you're good at that. Urias, of course, is it's doing good as well. Um, who? What, this is this is kind of the year of the young Dodgers stepping up. Yeah, I'm like, well, who am I missing now though? Because Kershaw's well, the, out. Gonsol, is Gonsolin hurt again? Gonsolin is hurt again, and he wasn't good. Um, Even though everybody seemed to love him, yeah. I mean, Price we talked about. They signed. I said Bauer is gone for the season. Um, is Rich Hill still on the team? <laughs> Rich Hill was picked up by the Rays, right, yeah. during the trade deadline? No, no, no. He, no, no. The Rays traded him at the trade deadline. Oh, or, the Rays traded him. Did the Braves trade him? Somebody traded him at the trade deadline. Let's see. Speaking of price, Rays that's who's him. starting tonight for us. Um, I'm going to guess that the Rays traded him to the Athletics. But I don't think it was the Athletics. To the oh, White yeah, Sox? Man, we are, we are. I know what was it? It was. Uh, uh, I have to figure. I I I wish that we had uh, traded back for him. Uh, he went to the Mets. That's where he went. He went to the Mets. He went to the Mets. Hey, you know, why not? Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Um, 
great. Though. What other exciting trades did we have? We kind of touched on uh, Jose Barrios, which I thought was a dumb trade for the Blue Jays because I just I've watched Jose Barrios look amazing, and then his next start he looks terrible, and I just think. He's a very inconsistent player, and they traded away one of my favorite prospects in Austin Martin, who is having a bit of a down year. But like, I think that's dumb to just be like, "Oh, he's having a down year; he's expendable." But mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion. Uh, the Red Sox didn't really do anything. Yeah, the Red Sox really stood pat, which is they got ripped pretty hard. They'll so so. There is a couple of guys coming back from Tommy John end of the season. Chris Sale, the Red Sox ace, is coming back from it probably later this week. And he's looking amazing in, in the minors. So I'm sure they said to themselves, like, oh, that's kind of like adding a free agent is like bringing back an ace. Uh, also, the Red Sox like weren't supposed to be this fucking good. So No, the, the Red Sox are exactly like the Giants this year where everybody's like, what? Why are you good? I mean, they, but 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 the Red Sox is way more explainable than the Giants. The Giants, yeah. like you're, the Giants, you're almost taking the steroid era leap of faith. You know what I mean? Like with the Giant, we're like the whole steroid era. We were like, guys are working out more. It's great. And like after a while, we were kind of lying to ourselves and we knew it. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about the Giants this season. I'm like, no, like they just find all the players that everyone else overlooks. And it's like, we joked about this, how like in five years, it's going to be like, oh, they were, they were sign stealing or they were, you know, some kind of, you know, telekinetic cheating, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, there's going to be something. Uh, but the, the other team that I was just discussing who's, oh, the Red Sox, it actually does make a lot of sense because Xander Mogarts is playing like an MVP, as is uh, oh, their third baseman, whose name escapes me, but he's also playing like an MVP, having a lot of MVP caliber hitters over there. You know who's not playing like an MVP, and this is a complete tangent, but I do want to bring it up. Tangent away. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Cody Bellinger is hitting, uh, let's look at his stats right now, it, it's atrocious. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, it's like 152 or something, right? He is batting... Uh, where are you? ESPN, why do your stats suck? Uh, gotta go to baseball reference. I know. I, I just I was on this page and I thought, oh, I'll just click here because this will be great. And then it's like, no, we're not going to put it. So right now he's a negative 0.5 war. Okay, he's negative. Uh, that is not what he's typically been. And his batting is 179. 179. Well, he bumped it up from the 152 that I thought it was. I think it's 170. No, 168. Sorry. Ah, don't you ever. Lower, lower, 168. Yeah, it, it's one of the more shocking things. And it he's got to be hurt. There's the, the, the swing change was dumb. Don't get me wrong. But this level of mediocrity, like he's got to be hurt. But it's not even like he's his OBP is 267 and his slugging 291 and his OPS is 557. I mean, he's not only just not hitting well, he's not getting, he's not walking well, he's not getting on base in any regard. Yeah. He is truly just uh, blowing it. You know, like the easiest way to say it is 
he gets up on the plate and they can throw him a pitch down the middle and odds are he'll miss it. Didn't he have a game-winning home run the other day? That's that's all he's getting is these random, like, <laughs> he's random. here's a home run. And you're like, there we go. He's figured it out. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, I'm trying to no, think of like, a, of like a, maybe we'll just call that the Cody Bellinger special. But I feel like there's certain guys that like get that where they're like, they were once good and now they just pop up every once in a while and hit a home run. It's almost like, um, it's almost like uh, Bo Jackson where at the end of his career, he just like, he was a shell of himself. But he could still every once in a while just crank one out of the park. On yeah, because I'm muscle. I mean, I'm very curious to know is like, are we going to have a return or is this it? Because he so he started like when he was 2017, 267, followed up with 260, then 305. That was the year that he won uh, MVP. I thought he hit way better than 305. No, he couldn't have been 305. It's three. You're li- it's 305. You're lying. No 2019? way. I thought he hit like 350 that year. You're no, telling three, me he hit 305? 305, then 239, wow. then 168. Yeah, he, granted, he's very streaky. But look at uh, his slugging that year in 2019 was 629. His OPS was 1.035. I mean, right. It's a great, you know. Yeah, how his, about that? He hit 305. I really, you know what it was? It was because he spent the first half of the season above 500. Yeah, or oh, excuse yeah. me, above above four hundred. And I just like I was like, oh yeah, he'll end it at like three fifty. His playoffs were were abysmal, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. that's where it all. It's fell just apart. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like you watch these players that you know. I really wonder is that it, right? Or is he going to fix it and come back? Because you know, got a couple more mean? years of arbitration, and then uh, you know. I'll be honest, man. I really, I really think he's gonna fix it. I believe in co- like it's just not. Guys don't fall off a cliff like this unless, you know, it, I don't know. It, it almost is like it's like a post steroids type of thing of falling off a cliff. Like it just doesn't. It'd be one thing if he had a bloop good season, but he had three really good seasons in a row. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that he. Uh gets it together um all right bernie do you have any rant or anything that you want to wrap up you know my big rant this week really was was that i just think it's the dumbest thing that gms say oh i value this guy because it's you know a year and a half versus half a year i'm gonna trade even more draft capital i think that it's it's the equivalent it's like how they say like sales are actually kind of like the dumbest thing you can do financially is buy something in a sale yeah. Because you're kind of like, it's like instead of spending $10 on a TV you want, you spent $5 on a TV you don't want. It's like, it's great that you got a bargain on that thing that you don't want. Yeah. And yeah. that's how I feel about GMs that are trading for a year and a half, two years, three years of guys and giving up really good prospects. Is I'm like, if he was that good, team wouldn't be trading him. Except for Trey Turner. I was going to say... Doesn't this, though, make the Rockies even bigger idiots with how much people are overpaying or overpaid this trade deadline for them to just stand pat and do nothing because they say they're going to get a compensatory compensatory pick? One? Yeah, I mean, I lean on the side of the Rockies are idiots. I I just think that for them to trade no one is kind of comical. 
I'm yeah. sure they got lowballed, and I'm sure they weren't happy about it. But like Daniel Bart, like this is what you do. You're a bad team. You, every bad team has one or two good relief pitchers. You trade those one or two pitchers to a good team in contention. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine without them. Get whatever you can get for them. You're not getting a first-round compensatory pick for Daniel Bard. Come on. And then they, and then they, uh, uh, MLB posted something where the Rockies had the deal with it glasses in their dugout. And I'm like, yeah, when I'm 20 plus games back, I celebrate idiots. Let My team is fun. doing that 20 something games back. Uh, I'm not. You, you, you boys, uh, should not be celebrating anything you can high-five each other for a home run and shit but come on get, get your act together you're a bunch of losers it's like the bad news bears you know celebrating they have, they have nothing else ryan they yeah have you have else. nothing else correct and you should feel bad about it you are a terrible team you have <laughs> let your city down and uh you know i i know what it's like sitting in uh the stands watching a team like that play and, uh, you know, to see him doing that, I mean, come on, come on. No, 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 no. I'm glad you're playing good baseball, but don't be, don't be dumb. Plus, look at uh, how well the swag chain is doing for the Padres right now, anyway. <laughs> Ryan loves the Padres, for those of you who are new to the podcast. Uh, yeah, that's an <laughs> accurate statement. All right, Burn and fans, I'm sorry we had a short episode. It's uh, a quick one. A quick episode this week. Uh, I'm almost all moved in. We will return to our normal schedule. Hopefully the background noise isn't bad as a semi-truck unloads children's toys behind me. Um, you know. But, uh, Bernie, always great seeing you. We're back. Talking to you. We're back. I know. We'll, we'll get this more regular when we can. You know, a lot of life changes for both of us. Yeah, lot, a lot going on. Only good, on. but a lot. Right. All a good lot. stuff, but yes, there it is. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, Till then, you know, keep watching that baseball. Keep drinking that coffee. <laughs>